Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's Audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoop's World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World Late Night. It is, what is it? It's March 1st, 2017. Looking forward to tonight. We're going to have uh, Anthony Davis on and talk to him about a number of things that's been going on these days. And uh, it's always always a good time to chat with AD. We always have a good time chatting with him and uh, talking about a little bit of things in sports and what's been going on recently and uh, since we last chatted. So uh, thank you for tuning in. We want to uh, let you know you're listening to Swoops World, sponsored by HealthAndNewDay.com on the Talk Story Radio Network. And uh, we're going to get started right away. We're going to take a quick break and come back and get AD on the line and uh, get things going. What do you think about that? That sounds like a good thing, huh? This is uh, Michelle Mangione, Prisoner of War. Back after this. Don't try to shelter me And wrap me in the promises you make Please Don't try to solve my tears And leave me picking up pieces Of a perilous mistake And you wonder if I'm strong enough To find my own when you always leave me stranded in the shadow of a doubt Are you ready to release me? I am ready to be free You know I can't escape this feeling anymore And if time is all it takes me I will loosen up these chains Just 
friend and colleague, Anthony Davis, five-time national champion, two-time All-American out of USC. How's it going, brother? 
pretty good night. <laughs> it's always good to have a chance to chat with you, and we're just going to jump right into it, man. There's a, there's quite a few stories we want to touch on today, and uh, and uh, catch up for you know since, since the last time we spoke. But let's start off with uh, you know this week we've been hearing about the franchise tag in the NFL, um, and you know some of these players are getting get, you know get the franchise tag, uh, and you know there's some guaranteed money there, and they and they say so it, it it benefits most of the players, but a lot of players not I mean there are some players who do not benefit from it. What are your thoughts on the franchise tag? I don't believe in not any of that stuff. I think it's a bunch of hogwash, you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, too much Kirk Cousins with the Washington Redskins. Hell, three years ago, they, they didn't even know if he was going to even make the team. <laughs> now he's looking at, what, like $24, 27000000 million, something like that? I'm like that. And then, you know, you had RG3 in the middle, and, then, and everybody's thinking he's holding on like a shoestring now. So, I mean, you know, being in Cleveland, I mean, so I really don't know. I think uh, that they need to get away, go away with that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't. I mean, he, I, I think, he, I think he's a, uh, a good quarterback, but I don't think that he's worth that kind of money. You know, I mean, I, that's just my opinion. But, but these days, you get all you can get, especially in football, because the NFL, you say not for long, and that's what it is. Yeah. So it, you know, he, you know, he's a quality ball player, but I mean, the, I mean, but all that franchise tag stuff that that, that means nothing to me as yeah. a former player. It wasn't even around when you were playing. This is something that's been around for for the last I don't know, what, ten or so years or so. Yeah, well, you, none of the, none of this stuff was around when I was. No free agency. No, I mean, when the team had you, that was it. And that's another team wanted you, and it was and it was and, and it was agreeable that you want to trade. That's it. You know, no three years, no four years in league, and you become a free agent, unstricted. None of that stuff existed. We missed all of that. Yeah. You know. You know. So I mean, we had none of that going on. These guys here should be very privileged and lucky based on the structure of the game, even though uh, the physicality of the game uh, is, is bad and it's tough. You get all you can get because you never know how far or how long you're going to play. But, you know, they should count their blessings to, to have these opportunities to have, you know, put the tags on them as franchise players, unstricted free agents, free agents. I mean, all kind of stuff. I mean, it's amazing what these guys get today versus what we did. Right. And you know, with 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 these types of things, with the you know the unrestricted free agency, the the, the franchise tag, um, and things like that, like you, you, you mentioned, you know, that a lot of people say you know NFL stands for not for long. Does it does it benefit? It obviously benefits some of the players. Uh, does it benefit the game in any way? Does it you know? Do, how does it? How does this? You know, do the teams uh, when they get to hold on to a player like that, does it does it create a better fan base or, or anything? What, what what are the reasons behind the franchise tag? I don't understand the logic behind it, period. I mean, I still to this day don't understand what that means. What does that mean? Look, look, the fan base, all they want your team to do is win. At the end of the day, they want you to win. Okay, when you got the Tom Brady's and New England Patriots and Bill Budsets around, all they do is see these guys are winning and winning. I mean, what's that about? You know what I mean? So that, that's all people see. They All people want to see is their team, if they're a fan, get to the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl and win it. You know, a lot of this time they're spending all this money on these people. And, hell, two years later they're out of the league. You know, they get injured, they're out of the league. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think if you went on to talk about the average fan, they wouldn't get it either. Right. They want your team to win. And, 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 and like I said, some people 
who 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 have players that they they, they want to deal with and keep with their organization. You got to build pieces around that that guy anyway, regardless of what the situation is. Free agency, uh, franchise tag, this and that. At the end of the day, you got to build pieces around that particular person. Defensively and offensively, it, it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, you can go away with all of that. I mean, that doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. When you talk about, you know, we've we've mentioned in the past the difference between different markets and whatnot. Uh, do things like this help out the smaller markets in any way? I mean, because you got a guy who's playing and maybe playing in a smaller market, uh, you know, and and he's looking at he's looking at the limelight elsewhere. He could be playing, you know, in a, in a different market. When you get these 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 tags, these franchise tags, and this unrestricted free agency and stuff like that, a chance to uh, to make make some serious cash in a, in a smaller market. Do you think that benefits the smaller markets at all? I mean, no. I mean, it doesn't matter if he's in a big market, small market, whatever. It, it, it's the advantage of the ball player. The ball player's in a small market. He's doing well, and they want to keep him and stuff like that. that that's a benefit to him. And then if, if the team organization's going to throw that kind of money to a guy that can go to a bigger market, that's that's advantage ball player. But then if you can keep a guy in a small market, you better bet your bottom dollar. If I'm the general manager, I'm the ownership, if I'm involved in that part, if I was the owner, I'd make sure I'd build peace around this guy that you have you believe in so much. You know, so I'm so I'm just saying, you know, big market, little market. At the end of the day, the player that you tag, you better start building pieces around that. That's the reason why the Patriots are so so good. They maintain those players. They maintain their dynasty because of how they structure everything. You see, and you know, and you got to remember, the Patriots are not a big market either. I mean, they're not the number two, number one, or number four, number three. They're not that at all. Yeah. But look what they are. You see, so. At the end of the day, whoever whoever these guys are, big they got to build around these for these ball players, and, it, and that's a genius in a talent in itself in how to build a team. That's why I always uh, that's why I always bring back I always bring back the Patriots. Hey, everybody listening, look, go go look at the Patriots play for Blue Book and how they do. Period. End the story. They're not the number one market, but they've won four Super Bowls. They're not the number one part. They've been to six Super Bowls. They're not the number one market. It's been 13 years of progression and, 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 and consistency that everybody marvels at. So it's sort of the envy of the league and everything. They're the way they struck the stuff when they label people or whatever. They have a plan always in place. They're, they're two steps ahead of everyone else in how they structure everything. If, if the Patriots when it was in the number one market, oh, my God, it'd be, it'd be ridiculous, you know, to divide that team and stuff. So I'm just saying, so when you have, when you have ball players that are tagged and in smaller one market, smaller market versus a, a larger market, doesn't make any difference because at the end of the day, they got to build around that that, that that given person or those those pieces that they have. You mentioned you mentioned the Patriots, and we've seen the run they've been on. But you and I both know that uh, dynasties uh, they, they only last so long. You look at the Celtics, the Lakers, the the Steelers, uh, and the Yankees. Uh, you know there there comes a time, even the Dodgers. There comes a time when when uh, age and uh, you know starts to catch up with with teams. Uh, no matter how well they're, they they you know they recruit or uh, draft or you know in baseball they have in the farm lakes. There comes a time when things start to slow down. Uh, how, what do you see for the Patriots? How many more years do you think they can they can last on this roll? Well, man, let me tell you something. There's never been a run like them consistency in the history of the game. 
there's no team in the National Football League's history and past has been consistent for 13 straight years. And I'm just saying from, from 2000 to Brady to now, look at the consistency they've had. So, hey, if, 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 if Belichick stays around, even Brady leaves or whatever, if they keep that model going, I, you know, I don't know. Hey, Belichick and Brady have the minus touch. Rather got rid of they can go another two years, another five years, that's what to see. But if they don't do anything else, if, if this year is it, no one's no one's duplicated that. I would take that and put it and put that in a charger box. Yeah. Just like to run stuff. But then you gotta look at you can't you really can't compare the Celtics with the, the Celtics of the sixties and seventies because hey man, the, look the, the society was segregated, you know, they only had so many blacks on the team and stuff like that. So I mean, I really don't I respect Bill Russell and what their runs was, but based on our society the way it was and how we were segregated, I don't give them all kind of credit the way it is today, because it's 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 an even it's, it's a it's a it's an even playing playing ground now. But I see them next two or three years still staying at that level. We're not to win another Super Bowl or two. That's that's to be seen. But I believe as long as Brady is healthy, mm-hmm. and long as Belichick has a spirit. And they keep that model going, they're gonna be right there. I mean, they're just gonna be right there. I'm telling you. I mean, because that's how solid that organization is, you know. And, and and baseball the same way. Now the Lakers, that was all front office. You take the Lakers, that was all front office. And you know, I hope Magic comes in there and he can turn it around. Hey, but brother, you have a you got a big task ahead of you because the what with Jerry Buss and Jerry West and 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 what Kupchak did under Jerry West was phenomenal. I don't know if you can get back. I mean, you got to – I mean, first of all, they, in my opinion, not being a basketball expert from a distance, they need to get a big man, another big man, and build the pieces around that. Or the phenomenon of the Golden State Warriors and what they have, I don't know how long that's going to go. But Magic knows what it takes, but whether or not he can do it or not is, is to be seen. That's why they brought him back. They're coming back get some old Showtime stuff. So in terms of dynasty runs, the Patriots, the Lakers, the Celtics, and whatever, yeah, dynasties go and come and go. But the ones that that that, that, that get the respect from all foot sport people and all people in the special sports ranks is when you show consistency. Absolutely. That's what, that's what it is. The Lakers showed it. The Celtics showed it. But you know. Those those franchises I just mentioned, Celtics and Lake, they're, they're not there right now, and who knows when they come back. It's interesting. I mean, it's interesting what you said about the Lakers and the big man. If you look at the great Laker years, those are the years they had Chamberlain, they had Jabbar, they had Shaq. Um, you know, they had big men. They had dominant big men, dominant big men uh, that were were known across the league. Uh, and uh, it seems like uh, you know it's it hasn't been that way since you know they, they think they won a one or championship or two after Shaq left. But uh, they really haven't had a dominant big man since since Shaquille. Okay, look okay, let's look at the history of the Lakers. You had Chamberlain, and you had Abdul Jabbar. Okay, and you had Shaq. Right. So those three big men in the Laker history were dominant, and every one of those big men between look between between the three, there's nine championships. Nine. Wow. I've got my, my calculation right. It's nine, yeah. Green had one. I mean, Chamberlain had one. 
and they were consistent. But then, but in those years, it was the Celtics there. Right. And then, uh, and then you know, in the '80s, it was Showtime. It was five with with with, with Magic. And then, and then with Shaquille, it was three. And 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 then the drop off started coming once once Shaquille left. And then you know, Kobe was trying to carry the team. That didn't that didn't work because a lot of people felt that you know that he he hogged everything. And then also the passing of Jerry Buss. Is part of it too, right? He was a genius. He he was a genius. I put that franchise together. My only biggest thing, I just wish he'd have brought the Rams back in the day, and I could have had another five or six, seven years in pro football through he had on that team. But uh, but 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 you know, it, but everybody who's always had a dominant big man who can duck, who can shoot, who can hit the perimeter, and everything else can free throw. Well, and well, Shaq, Shaq wasn't much of a free throw shooter, but he, he could dominate everywhere else. <laughs> oh, but he, but he had, yeah, but he had all other pieces around him. Exactly. He, he had, you know, he had Robert Ory, he had Robert Ory, he had, uh, he, had, he had Kobe, and all those guys, those, you know, those gunslingers around him. Yeah. And then, you know, look, you look at the Houston Rockets, they had Hakeem Olajuwon and all those, all those gunslingers around him. So everybody just had a dominant big man that can shoot it, Block shots, do everything inside the paint, outside the paint, with their little jumpers, were there. Patrick Ewing was like that with with, with New England, New York Knicks, but the problem is it was Michael Jordan. Then all you know, all the pieces around Michael Jordan. So that's it. But those dynasties come and go. And so the frustrating thing about the Lakers and the Celtics and everybody else like that have won championship and di- and had championship dynasties. It's frustrating for their fan base. God, I remember this, and they need to get back to it. So that's the pressure that I believe that, that uh, in, in Magic Johnson's case, that he has to build back. Oh, yeah. He's got his work cut out for him. But I think he's, I, you know, if anybody's in a position to uh, to 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 do this right now, uh, Magic's, Magic's that guy. I mean, he's a lifelong Laker. Uh, you know, he, 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 he understands the organization. He understands what he needs, what they need to do to, uh, to, to build back and come back from where they – where they are now, and I think uh, if anybody's in a position to do that, and with Jenny Jenny Bust there, I think uh, it's a good. He does a good shot. It might, it's not, it's going to take a couple of years. It's not going to happen overnight. But I, I think if he, if he given the amount of time uh, that he should get, and the, in the draft picks and his knowledge, I think the, we'll see some change. Well, that's change. But let me tell you something. In that Western Division, in that Western Conference, you look at Golden State. Uh, I mean, they reminded me of the Lakers with how they started in the 80s. You look at Golden State, you can always have the San Antonio Spurs going to be there. I mean, and, 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 and here you got now the Clippers. I don't know what they're going to do, but the bottom line is those are the three teams they got to get by. Oh, absolutely. I didn't say it's going to be easy, but they, they, they will. I believe under Magic we'll see some improvement. Golden State, just they're just beating up on everybody across the league. Uh, they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for for a number of years, but uh, I think we will see some changes in in the way that the the Lakers are playing and and the way they're finishing these uh, seasons, uh, you know, ranking wise. Uh, given you know with Magic there, I think he's, he's they can't go they, they can't get much worse. So, <laughs> well, absolutely, you know, absolutely. When you talk about these fans, these sports franchises that have had these dynasties and winning dynasties and championships. You know, the frustrating thing is getting back there. You know, they know what it is to win, and they know what it is to be a champion. And, and that's on all levels. That's all. That's from college. That's 
pro level, everything, you know. So uh, when you're used to winning, you got that winning in your veins, and you want that, you want that, you want that, that you know, that shot in the arm. That's what they're trying to get back to. Yeah. And you know, frankly, with the Lakers, everybody knows publicly there was a public feud with Jim Buss, you know, uh, Phil, Phil Jackson, and, and, and the relationship with Phil Jackson with Jeannie. You know, that stuff was on and off the court situation. And that was the interior. And I believe, frankly, you know, and I know Jerry. I knew Jerry Buss for over for, for, for forty years. <clears throat> and I can tell you, Jerry Buss returned over his grave. He knew what was going on. Oh yeah. You know. Cause Jerry, cause Jerry, cause Jerry ran that team like a, I mean, just like a straight out business, and he knew exactly when he put his finger on the pulse, it happened, and when it happened, they won the championship. And if they weren't, if they weren't in NBA Finals, or whatever, they were always there. Lakers now, I mean, they're not even, hey, 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 you know, they're not even in kindergarten. They're not, they're not even the best team in their in their arena. <laughs> That's it. Then you know, and it, and it has to be somewhat intimidating. You know, to see all those banners and those players that God, you know, this is what we have to live to. It's just like when everybody looks at SC, this is what you got to live up to. That's the whole thing, you know. So, um, you know, when, you, when you're in a, when you're in a, you're in a program for history and history's sake, that you, you you you've been on the winning side. That's what everybody wants. Right. You don't have that. It's left. They don't care. And this is LA too, Los Angeles. If you don't win here, you can forget it because there's too much stuff to do here. Speaking of basketball in Los Angeles, you you said over the last few years of us our conversations um, that you know the Clippers needed their own identity and what and whatnot and needed needed their own arena and stuff. And I heard something this week that uh, the, the the guy who owns the Rams, who's building the building the uh, stadium for the Rams, is uh, recruiting the Clippers and saying he'll build a, he'll build an arena right next to the uh, right next to the football field. There in Inglewood uh, for the Clippers, so I think there's some negotiations underway, and I think uh, I think you called that a couple of week a couple of years ago. Well, I called that. I mean, first of all, you need your own marketing identity, especially in Los Angeles. You know, Donald Sterling didn't care about all that kind of stuff, but from a psychological standpoint, from a, from from a ball player standpoint, you know, you walk into it and you see all these banners. You got to, you know, I mean, come on, this is not your arena. This is this is the house that the Lakers built. This is the house that Jerry Bills Jerry Buss built. So if you want to create your own, and you know something, if they're talking to, to, to Mr. Crunky, they better jump on that because because they definitely can create a whole situation. I ain't told them he can get out of the whole county, period. Go down to Orange County. Yeah. But I mean, if they, if they want to do that, that'd be a great thing. If that is really the if that the, the talks are in the works about that happening, I would jump on that. That was that'd be a great report. That'd be a great call. That's really going on. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Um, you know, since we last spoke, uh, we had the basketball all-star game. I want to ask about these all-star games because, uh, you played baseball and, and I know you follow, you follow all the sports. Uh, you know, football all-star game is, is pretty much a joke. Uh, basketball all-star game is, is kind of like, uh, you know, everybody's out there showcasing, uh, there's really not, it's really not a serious competition. Uh, baseball seems to be a little bit more competitive when it comes to all-star games, what are your thoughts on all these All Star games? And are they really? Do they really serve a purpose? They don't need to have any of that. <laughs> I mean, if I if, if I'm the commissioner, all of them, I mean, be away. Because look, NBA All Star game is like a wannabe Globe Globe Trotters, you know. So that ain't, you know, give everybody and, and nobody's really taking anything serious. In football, they should never have an All Pro game. 
you know, that 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 right there they should never have because a guy can get hurt and end his career right there. That's why the guys don't really play the way they play. But still, I wouldn't have a I wouldn't even have a, a Pro Bowl. Yeah. I wouldn't even have that. Forget that at all. You know, guys are afraid to play in the Pro Bowl. They'll tell you. I've talked to guys that played in Pro Bowl. They said, I mean, I, I, a lot of times I fear to even, even play in the, in, in, the, in the Pro Bowls because that's, that, that, that could be a career-ending situation. And I don't know, and I don't know anybody who's played in it that's had, had a career-ending injury. But I would have the Pro Bowl would go. Baseball, they don't need that. But if they want to have baseball, that's fine. But, but see, these guys are playing for the World Series and home field and all this kind of right. stuff. Right. So, so they're the only ones that really uh, are, seem to be real competitive about it because they're looking for, you know, they have, they have something. Uh, right. There's something at the end of the right. rainbow. Right. So the base, from the baseball standpoint, I can see that. But the NBA All-Star, no. You can blow a knee out and that can be it for you. And you know, one of your guys on the field, you can blow your knee out, run up down that court, leaping something, fall on the ankle, and that key player could be a, a key for your playoff run that you might you may, might need to have. Baseball is a little different because they're playing for something. You know, that home field advantage that means a lot. But yeah. the rest of these games, you can you can abolish that stuff. You know, baseball I can see, but the rest of them you need to you need to, you need to eliminate that. Yeah, I I I I, I, <laughs> I find them hard to watch. I don't even watch any of them anymore. Uh, you know, occasionally I watch, uh, you know, I watch some of that pre stuff. Uh, you know, before the game, uh, like the slam dunk competition or the uh, home run derby. But I really don't watch much of the much of the games anymore. Uh, I never watched the Pro Bowl. It's it's never it's not even exciting anymore. Now they have, uh, what, you know, celebrity coaches or whatever. It's it's just not uh, not interesting at all. Um, so, yeah, and they, you know, when these guys go to the Pro Bowl and when they used to go over to Hawaii and stuff, that was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you go over to Hawaii, first of all, you're on a rock in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and then you're sitting up there, you know, and, and half the time that the place is empty, they can't even market it properly. The Pro Bowl over there is, is, is crazy because the, the, the stand, half the stands are empty. There's no entry. You're just showcasing, hey, they elected you to play in the Pro Bowl because you were this, you were that. Okay, fine. Just give you that just give you that status. You you all pro this year. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's that's so all I, you need. I'm old, but I've known people in the white they didn't even go to the Pro Bowl. Big football fan. Never even went to the Pro Bowl. It's never went. So I it, mean and now that's over here on shore, that's a good moving over, but still, I believe that, that you're risking injury in those games, all kind of stuff. I mean, it, it, look, pro football is a short career period anyway. Right. And, uh, you know, why risk it? Why do all of that? And you know these guys are not going to play the way they should play, the way the game is supposed to be, the way the game is structured. And They're ask- not going to really go out there and hurt their colleagues like that. But here's the thing, you know, we, we we were always taught when you're playing football is that you, uh, if you went half, if you went half-hearted, that's when you get hurt. You have to, you have to play the game the way it's meant to be played, and you have to, you know, be you know, be willing to, to uh, play it hard and then run hard and do all the things the way you're, the way you're taught, and that that eliminates some injuries. Uh, if these guys are playing in the Pro Bowl and they're they're kind of just, you know, kind of joking around out there. Is, isn't that risk higher? Yes. Yes. Because if, you, because you, if you're not going all out, somebody might be a little more aggressive. That's where the injury comes. Right. And some guys, this maybe his first or second year in the Pro Bowl, or one first year, 
even to show the guys that you're worthy of being in the Pro Bowl versus the guys being there five, six, six times, and say, man, hold up. I've even heard about that, too. So, therefore, you have some guy that really wants to impress, and some people, hey, man, I'm just going through the motion. I got a nice check to be making a Pro Bowl. And, hey, you know, cool out. Relax. Yeah. You know, that, that's what it is, though. That's what it is. From afar, when I see when I talk to ball players, some guys didn't even want to go to the Pro Bowl. You know, it, we're talking about pro athletes and risking their risking the rest of their pro career. But let's talk about, uh, you and I have kind of mentioned it before, some of these bowl games, collegiate bowl games, you know, we're starting to see now where uh, some marquee players are saying, you know, I'm not playing in that game. Uh, you know, it's gonna, it could affect me in the draft. I can get hurt and not, not ever have a pro career. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think these guys are being smart? I mean, uh, to do that? I mean, obviously, it's a financial decision, but... Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, people, you know, teams have, have played hard and and gotten invited to bowl games, and you got your you got your alumni that wants to go see the team play in these bowl games. Uh, but what are, what are your thoughts when the marquee player says, "Yeah, not so much for me"? Well, that's the individual thing. I believe now, the kind of money that's out there, you you, you take you take the two McCaffrey, who set out because of that, he was already beat up anyway. That was a smart move. The guy from LSU, that was a smart move too. Yeah. I mean, I'd have done the same thing to those guys. Or if not, uh, I'd have had a serious Lloyds of London insurance policy. If, if, if that's what some guys have done, that's what that's what Miles Jack did at UCLA. Yeah. And hey, he got hurt, and he was right right place, right time for that because he he he. he so so this family was able to to afford the insurance policy for him. And uh, and, and and if I'm a key marquee player, come out of school, the kind of money they're paying these kids today. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm getting insurance policy, regardless. And then, and then, based on the bowl you go to, uh, if ain't for the national championship or whatever, showcasing something, I'm not gonna play. Yeah, that's me. That was a smart move, and you know, and you gotta believe they were. You know, they were advised not to play. I mean, it was. That was a lot of talk and thought that went into that. They didn't say wake up one day and say, "Hey, man, I'm just not playing. I don't feel like it." No, they talked about it. You know, because that is their. That's their teammates. They always want to be in battle with their teammates. But so, hey, when the long run, look, if you go out there and get hurt, and you hurt, you get a key injury that can cost your career and cost your draft status, oh, I'm not, you know, you're not going to play. Right. That's what it is. You know? Then if you if you got a you got marginal guys just showcasing their talents against certain people and they need to play, that's a different story. Then you're going to play. And, you know, and that's the reality of the game today. And, and, and these college coaches and, and everybody else can just realize that that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think in going forward people are going to be too much too surprised over it, especially with the number of bowl games that we have. Uh, and, and, and let's be honest, a, lot, a number of those bowl games are just meaningless bowl games. They're, you know, they're they're money grabs for uh, you know for different conferences, but. Uh, uh, you know, it, the, the end result means nothing in the big, in the big standings, the big, you know, big thing, big scheme of things. Well, you know, it used to be that the, you know, you had the orange, the sugar, the cotton, the rose bowl, uh, you know, and everybody played to get to those bowls, and they, and those meant a lot. But now we have, you know, all these bowl games, you know, the, this bowl, that bowl, and you and I have talked about it before. You know, they don't even show, they don't even show the, the entire stands because a lot of those, a lot of bowl games have pretty much empty seats and. Uh, uh, so it's it's not worth the risk, and I think you're going to see a lot more of these players, especially the ones that are playing in these uh, second tier bowl games, deciding, you know, I'm not going to take that risk. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's the reason why, you know, I want to see a full-fledged a playoff system because you can eliminate all that stuff. You know what I mean? If you get a full-fledged playoff system, get the key conference, get the key teams and how they win the, when they win their conference, seed them up, and you eliminate all that stuff. And all of my little accelerate bowls they got, just like you just mentioned, is a money grab. Let them second-place teams play in there, and you'll eliminate a lot of that stuff. You know, but see, you know, everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to have this money grab, and that's what it is. It's a joke, in my opinion. If you really want to have a serious format, you should do it to have a full-fledged playoff system. Yeah. That's it. Those rest of them, I mean, like you say, when you when they put them on the ESPN, you, you, scan, the, you scan the stadium, and they, and they don't even want to show the empty stadium. <laughs> they want to show it. It's, it's crazy. When the camera doesn't go past the sidelines, you know there's nobody in the stands. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you, you got about five or six dudes eating hot dogs and, and drinking a beer, and that's about it. And you scan them, you got sort of 20 over here scattered. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you know, I mean, so anyway, so anyway, the people who sponsored that game just gave a bunch of money away and they get nothing in return. Yeah, yeah. That's the natural approach from the TV thing. If that's all they wanted to get, okay, I guess that money was worth paying out. But, I mean, I wouldn't do that if, if I'm the CEO of a company and president and, and, and my stockholders doing, giving up that money. I wouldn't do that. But that's just me. That's the kind of businessman I am, you know. The, you know, my daughter, my dollar's worth, worth it. I need to stretch my dog. I don't need to give it away and, then, and don't have anybody come out and support the game. Yeah, absolutely. And then all, all players like the enthusiasm and the excitement of the crowd. I mean, if, if you want to go there and have a scrimmage, because that's basically what it ends up. If you got an empty city, that's just a scrimmage against another team. That's all it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> a glorified practice. Hang in the hotel, have a nice meal and whatever, and, and hang out, get a little, some few gifts and stuff from the sponsors. Fine, if that's what you want to do, and hope and hope one of these NFL scouts see you and see you perform well, and, oh, and hope that you know you can fit into one of their one of these NFL teams. That's one thing. But the whole atmosphere of a bowl game is what a bowl game. A lot of people, a lot of TV fare, and all this kind of stuff. But hey, these empty stadiums is like it was. I mean, you can echo in those games. You can echo. Them. <laughs> Sue's from the Talk Star Radio Network with Anthony Davis, a USC great and uh, NFL ball player. It's always a good time to have a chance to chat with him. AD, I know you're, uh, you know, you 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 played you played baseball at a high level. Were drafted, uh, you know, for, for professional baseball. So I know that you follow baseball, and, and you know we're getting we're coming upon uh, you know getting close to baseball season. Uh, who are you looking at this year, and, and who, who who are the teams to beat? Well, you got to go with the Cubs, and they're going to be strong again. They got a formula there, whether or not it goes or not. Fine, they're, you know they showed some consistency last two years, and now they finally got a World Series after over 100 years. And you know one of my ex-teammates played for the Cubs, Gary Matthews, and and stuff like that. I'm sure he was happy they won. And uh, but also I'm, the team again in the West, it's going to be San Francisco. They're going to be a team to beat, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean the Dodgers will be there. Uh, they have enough money to give up the talent, but the bottom line, the team to beat in the West to me would be San Francisco. Okay, and, uh, and you know, and, and all the rest. You know, the East Coast is going to be going to get through Boston, New York, still. But uh, those are the teams I think are the ones that key the key the key players. Yeah. Kansas City will be there, uh, but 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 the one I really focus on the most is the Giant Dodgers. 
And I always think that the Dodgers, the most consistent team in baseball in the last 10 years has been the San Francisco Giants, in my opinion. Let's, let's talk about and, the and that's, that's, that's the team. That, that's the team. That's the team that's been the most consistent in baseball. Yeah, the Giants. Let's talk about the Dodgers for a minute. You know, we're, we're both here in LA. Uh, yeah, it's like they, they they get they get they get to the dance almost every year, but uh, they can't. They, you know, they can't get to the you know that final game. They can't make it to the, they can't make it back to the World Series. They have all the talent in the world. They look great on paper uh, every year. They look great on paper. What do you think is keeping them? Is it is it mental? Is it uh, what, what do you think is keeping them from getting to the, getting that, that next step? I don't know what it is. I don't think it's mental. I mean, just I don't know what it is. I mean, you can't, can't put your thumb on that. The thing is, you can go to the dance, but if you ain't, if you if you can't dance, you, you, that's it. It's one thing to talk a good game, but you got to win the game. You know, if you're not winning the game, forget it. I mean, you, like I've always said, if you ain't winning the championships, or you're not right there in the championship, you can't be part of. You can't be a player. I mean, look at look at the last five or six years where they were there and had a shot to go all the way. And for some reason, either either the pitching faltered, the hitting wasn't there at the right time. Because, you know, whoever's hot at the end is the one who usually gets there. So, you know, they haven't been hot. Yeah. And then, then you know, I, I question some of the traits, like Henry Ramirez should be on the team, uh, be there, and some players that let go, I believe should. And then, you know, uh, Yosel Quig and stuff like that. I believe when when Henry Ramirez left and uh, and a couple of people around him was his, sort of his mentors. I think that that's what happened last year or two with him. And I think when those when that core those core players were together, uh, can't I can't lose the third the third baseman that was, was used to be the third baseman. There's been traded now, but but uh, I believe that. And if they can have a core guy, because frankly, you know, one time I think they had the best, they had the best team speed in baseball. Right. You know, and they they, they had they had everything. And for some reason, um, they they stumbled. I mean, and I can't put my thumb on it. The only thing I put on it is when Henry left and, and, and let those mentors leave. That that you know, sometimes the chemistry goes too. Yeah. You know, and you know, you know, to, to be a, a, a winning team. Forget all the money. You, you, you got to have the chemistry of the team. You know, you guys have to complement each other's players, come from the coaching all the way down. And if you don't have that, sometimes you just don't win. I mean, you look at the Cubs. After a hundred years, they put it all together. I mean, it adds up, and that luck comes with it. Because because at one mid period of time, you thought Cleveland was going to win it, who was a long drought too. Yeah. But the fact that they put it all together, all the different pieces. You know, hey, you just never can't put your hand on that. But if a team is consistent, the thing that I marvel about the Giants is that they've been consistent. You know if they would have had this, they win it, you see. So they've been there. What did they win? They've won, what did they win? A World Series, for three world champions in five years? Yeah. And in, in all five years, they've always been there? See, the Dodgers have never been where the Giants have been. And what the Dodgers the last time the Dodgers won the World Series championship was 1988. <laughs> Seven years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been it's been a while. Yeah, half them cats weren't even born when they won. That's true. <laughs> 
But you know, none of, none of the Cubbies were born when last time they won the, won the World Series either. So, the <laughs> thing is, their coaching staff and their management, and you know, the guy who was running that show was with the New York Yankees. So, I mean, you know that he's got something to do with that. Yeah. You know, Cashman. I think is that his name, Cashman. Yes. I mean, yeah, he's running that show. You know, you got the, you got the former coach from the Marlins, who who he was there. Who, he was, you know, saw me. And no, 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 no the, the, uh, can't think of his what's the team, other team, the Tampa Bay Rays, Rays. the former coach there. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, look, they put all the pieces together. Yeah, Chapman who put the Reds that fired that reliever. I mean, they got him in there. I mean, they put the pieces together, and that's the genius of the Cubs. They they got over the hill. That's what everybody has to do. What is it going to take for the Dodgers to do that? Who knows. Is, is it is it is it getting some more sluggers? Is it going to get some guys that can run and play and, and, and hit and hit for power, hit for speed, get a, get some more five two players if they're available? I mean, you just never know. Yeah. But the Cubs put it all together. Whether or not we'll see that again, we might we we might this might be the last time they win for another fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and they might win another two in the next five years. Who knows? You don't know. They might fact. put off. The club organization might pull off what the Giants have done. Right. And right. you call like I keep telling you, the Giants, in my opinion, is a former ball player, former draftee that knows the game, who should have played baseball himself. Uh, that's the team to beat. It's one of the teams to beat in, in baseball, especially when it comes in, in the Western Division. Let's 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 shift gears here. You had something recent uh, that just uh, turned out to be amazing. Uh, we, you and I have talked on numerous occasions about uh, you know brain health and uh, concussion protocol and CTEs and, and things like that. And you you've mentioned that you were one of the first to have your brain scanned uh, about ten so years ago. Uh, you you've had that done periodically. Tell us tell us what happened recently. What's your uh, what's your latest brain scan? Well, under the program with the Amen Clinics, uh, back in 2007, I went and saw Dr. Amen because uh, I had some problems. I was told to go get my brain scan. I thought everybody was crazy because, you know, I had a gastric bypass years ago back in 2005. I knew a guy by the name of Don Bacos who was a pharmaceutical major at USC. He was a big fan of mine. He used to take pictures of me and, and when I was at USC and stuff, and, and we met. Uh, years ago, and I think he worked at Cedar Sinai and stuff in the pharmacy department. And uh, he said, "You know, so you need to get your brain scanned." I said, "I mean, you're crazy. I don't need that." Then I had some episodes where I've had some memory problems, and and uh, you know, I walked out of my place one day and said, "Man, did I lock my door?" Came back and checked; it was locked. And then I uh, went off mild one time, went all the way back and checked to see if my door was locked. I don't know what I was going through, but the thing that got me to the Amy Clinics is I blanked out on the 405 freeway. And uh, unbelievable. I was lucky I was on the shoulder. Yeah. But it had been just And so I got got a hold of Don, and he said, he said well, I can go see the Amen Clinics. So when I went to meet the Dr. Amen, uh, we arranged to have my brain scanned. We scanned my brain. And uh, when, it came, when I came back to see him, I said, well, you want to hear about what, what, what we see and what, your, what we diagnose you of having, what's going on in your brain? I said, well, let me know. He diagnosed me with having the brain of an 85-year-old man. Wow. That's how bad my brain was looking. 
And I, he said, how many cuts do you think you had? I said, I've had two. Well, you, you've had more than two. So, so, but he saw three good ones in there. But that means you've had more. And so uh, from that point on, uh, he said, look, you've been on this program. Uh, you need to do the supplement program that I have, hyperbaric chamber. That came around a little later. And so when I've been doing this, and I've been doing this program for, since 2007, and he scanned my brain uh, a second time, I think, in 2008, and he saw improvement. But 10 years later, when they scanned my brain just two weeks ago, it was a phenomenon based on what my brain would look like from the beginning to now. And, you know, he was so happy that he was involved in a conference, and they came and showed him my scans, and I was still at the clinic, and he stopped me. He couldn't believe. It was an emotional thing for him because he, he saw the improvement. So when people say, hey, you know, I've been on the program, I'm taking this, I'm taking that, and they're not really taking it. You know, some doctors ask their patients, are you really taking your medicine, are you taking whatever? Right. Some say, oh, yeah, but they're not really telling the truth. Well, the, the scans didn't lie. So he knew that I was religiously taking the taking it and doing the program the way he asked me to do it. And from that standpoint, he was so happy. And the women in the Red River, they were so happy because they saw this, this, this phenomenal thing without the, my improvement, that they were just, you know, your brain is not supposed to heal like that. You're supposed to get progression and heal, but not the way that mine is. And it's still getting better, according to them. Wow. It, I mean, since I was part of a, a published report on, the, on a brain study with the NFL players, because out of 150 guys plus that they scanned, and, and, and I was the first one to do it. I'm the one that started the program. And I've been on one of the longest on the program of those guys they scanned. So I have the best results of, of that. But I've taken it 10 straight years. So, you you know, you can say a year or two, but 10 straight years? Wow. So that's what I'm happy about because a published report, now it doesn't lie. Now, everybody can question, well, you know, that's Anthony Davis. He's a paid spokesman. He's this. He's going to say anything. Well, from a medical standpoint, when you look at my old scans versus the new scans, then it tells the truth. And that's what he's so happy about. So medically, he can back up everything based on that published report and based on what he saw from my scans a couple of weeks ago. That's amazing, man. That's, that's, that's truly amazing. Yeah, and I really to take them twice a day. Been doing that for 10 years. Twice a day. And then, you know, and and, and, been, and, and done the hyperbaric treatment too, which I'm going to continue to do that as well. And so, you know, and like I've always said, I always I want people to adapt this for this kind of program. He's the only one that has this comprehensive program that can really help uh, anybody in any sport. Yeah. You know, football, you know, hockey, soccer. MMA fighting, boxing, soldiers. I mean, and there's just a common Joe who falls and hits his head. You know, I mean, he, in my opinion, he's the best in the country. You know, you might think, oh, that's a wacky, wacky. No, well, let me tell you something now. I'm the living proof of if you stay on the program and sustain it and stay consistent, your brain will heal and get consistent. Because years ago, they used to say, well, if you hurt, if you damage your brain in any kind of way, whatever you're doing in life, it's not coming back. Yeah. Sustain it, but I mean, improve, you can hear. He's proven it in his program that you can heal your brain. And, and uh, that's, that's, 
and you know, and you know me, I'm a, I'm a guy who played the game. I knew I made a mistake. I should have played professional baseball. And I said, okay, I'm getting my brain scanned. We're gonna talk about it, and you know whatever it is. But no, they were they were happy about what they saw. Now I'm not a doctor. I'm just a common sense guy. I just know I feel good these days. But they were just jumping up like they just found a thought of gold. <laughs> <laughs> emphasize to anybody listening to this broadcast and they got any issues like that, they need to contact the aiming clinics and let them then check it out. Or they can contact me at the aiming clinics and I'll and you know and, and look at the live chats and what we talk about because this is a phenomenon now and, and if you got a problem that way, don't don't let it linger because it can turn into all kind of problems. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean it can lead to Alzheimer's, you know, all of the brain diseases they have. Of course, you know, CT is a big thing. They're working on a test now that can, you know, uh, discover, uh, develop it, uh, a test where they can just, you know, diagnose uh, a person with brain issues uh, in the living. So, I mean, there's a lot of improvement. There's, there's a lot of discoveries coming around. And I'm, I'm on the cutting edge of all of this stuff. Wow. So, you know, uh, I, know I know some people probably would, would question what I'm saying now, but what I'm telling you, I'll challenge anybody. And all I'm trying to do is get, you know, college football, the NFL, and all the sports leagues to adapt this program. What do you got to lose? Yeah. I mean, you, know, you do something. You're making billions of dollars. These guys are making billions of dollars for you. All, all we're saying is, hey, help these guys. You know, you got guys, and for all these fans out there listening to this broadcast, uh, there's a lot of great ball players in all sports who are suffering in, in the shadows. People will be shocked. Some of the people that I know they're having problems. I'm not going to put their names out there publicly, but you'll be shocked. Some of the guys who have problems, you'll be shocked. So, you know, the NFL, you know, the major, you know, any any, any collision type of sport, any kind of military type of situation, they should contact the aiming clinics. And there's they're they're working with several former players these days, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, they they, they, they consult the former players, but I'm, but you know, I mean, from 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 what I understand, you know, I'm the guy that's always there all the time, and I'm, yeah. I'm an advocate of you know taking care of yourself. Hey, if you're gonna take try to take care of your body, you must take care of your brain, because if you ain't taking care of your brain, you, the brain controls the body. True that. So 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 what's that? So I mean, like you took the NFL, you they, they got they got specialists for your for your legs and for your joints and and for all that kind. Of, you ain't got, they don't have anybody talking about them brain who they got concussion protocol. Okay, okay, start treating that. How do you treat? Well, just keep them out for a couple of weeks and whatever. You know, what I mean, no, they, they, there's a program out there that they can use, and they're not using it. Do you think? Do you do you do you see them eventually coming around? They're gonna have to because they had over two hundred. I mean, I think what it is. I think they had over. Uh, 200 diagnosed uh, concussions last in the NFL. Right. Something like that or more. It's just going to get worse. And then eventually what I think is going to happen, I just think the, blip is, is, the, the problem is going to escalate is that eventually I think, that, and this could be wrong, I might be talking out of my head because I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I believe if, 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 this, if this thing continues and escalates every year, I think what they're going to do is start telling guys they're going to scan guys' heads at the end of the year and say, you know, I don't think you can play anymore because you'll become a liability for us. I yeah. believe that's where it's headed. Yeah. 
You know, and unless they're already doing the stuff behind the scenes now, you know something. You know, I don't think you can play anymore because you, you've already had seven concussions. That you know, and, and of course, if you've had seven concussions, that means your brain's been dinged up anyway, even more so than seven concussions. Because you got to remember, every play you're getting hit, you're getting, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, when you hit the ground hard enough, it shakes your head. It doesn't matter. And then, you know, I heard one guy, I'm not going to mention his name on the radio, but if I ever see him in public, I'm going to tell him. He got he had a nerve to sell on national TV. He reps in one of the one of the networks. He, he had a nerve to say, well, I've never had a concussion. What? And, 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 he, and this guy played safety. Wow. Oh, so you come up making all these hits, you many, you've had some kind of trauma. Nobody, no one escapes the trauma. When you put a helmet on your head, you got trauma. Yeah. He, I, I laugh. Yeah. Anybody who's, anybody who's, uh, who's taking those hits has got some kind of trauma. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Well, you know, a lot of times people just don't want to believe that, that it's happened to them. You know, it's, it's just, you know, I, I feel good. I feel good right now. Like, you know, nothing, 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 nothing bad happened to me. I don't remember ever, anything ever happened to me. Just like you said, you thought you had one or two and they said, no, you had more. So. Right. And you also, I've been playing football since 12 to 28. Yeah. You got some guys, look, two years in Pop Warner, four years in high school, that's six. Four more in college, that's, that's eight. Maybe five, six years in the pros. Man, that's still 14 years. Some guys have played 15 years in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, come on. More the more, longer the years, more the trauma. Look at Junior Sale, 19 years in the pros. Mike Webster, 17, I think. I mean, you know, what, what, what you know, you got guys like Martin, Marcus Allen that played 17 years. You don't think he doesn't have any trauma up there? And all of a sudden, sometimes these guys don't understand is that the problems hit you all of a sudden. I mean, the, the, the trauma's there, but, you know, the effects start hitting you all of a sudden. One day, you're driving your car and say, man, you get, you're getting woozy, you get dizzy. Uh, you know, and that's what happens to you. Yeah. It hits you all, and it affects people in different ways, but that's usually some of the symptoms. That's what happened to me. Is it is it it's a gradual thing that people uh, don't, don't realize? You know, like, like you said, you, first you think, "Well, maybe did I lock the door?" Then you think, "Well, maybe this didn't happen." And, and, and is it, is it a gradual progression before you realize, "Man, I need to get checked out." Well, yeah, I mean, some guys, you know, some guys, for example, some have problems. Can have they have sleep patterns problems? You know, they have headaches. You know, they have memory issues. They have anger issues. Of all kind of stuff. Yeah. Don't challenge them. I mean, some of them don't even know. You know? I mean, there's a lot of things. And, if, if, and each ball player has different symptoms. Some are similar, some are different. Some are totally different. Some are totally opposite of what others are suffering from. And then eventually, a lot of these guys don't know that, that, that you know, if, if you have the, 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 the Alzheimer's gene in your family, the, the head trauma can escalate to Alzheimer's. Right. From what I've been understood, when I've been told. But I mean, the thing is, a lot of guys don't even know they might be having pre-dementia. They don't know that. Well, the doctors told me, because dementia doesn't run in my family, but but, but, the, but when Dr. Amos had told me that, that I was based on what, what he what he studied and saw in my brain and what he saw, he said I was headed for pre, pre-Alzheimer's. Wow. Wow. So everybody 
everybody's different. But I mean, uh, Frank Gifford, when they found when he passed CTE, Johnny United CTE, John Mackey CTE, uh, 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 Junior Seau CTE, Mike Webster CTE, Dave Durson CTE, Andre Waters CTE, and there's a lot of other ball players had the same thing, same same problem. Fred Mc, Fred McNeil, former Minnesota Viking, UCLA linebacker, CTE. Who passed away? Yeah, and all these guys did, 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 did pass away prematurely. That's a shame. That that's a, that's a total shame. That uh, you know, that you know, guys guys go through this stuff, and and a lot of them were, were undetected, and you know that might be a lot of reasons why we've seen some other things that that has happened to people, um, because of that. But uh, you know, if, if if like you're saying, like you've advocated, if people or people will take the time to to contact them and, and get and get checked out, and maybe you know, maybe they don't have to go through some of the things that a lot of these other guys have gone through. Well, the thing, the bottom line, the bottom line is this: what, what we're advocating at the, at the aiming clinics is, look, what I like to see in the sports leagues. Let's let's, let's take the NFL, they take the NC to whatever. Is if you're gonna play the game, you should be treating your brain. Right. You should be on the supplement program and you should be on the hyperbaric treatment. If you don't get your head clubbed in every week, that's what you should do. If not, and, and, and it's like, it's like here's, my, here's my new saying. If you play the game, you must treat the brain. Yeah. If you don't treat the brain, the brain will fade. If you don't treat the brain, the brain will die. <laughs> so that's, that's what I say, you know. You know what I mean? Because what happens is you don't even know the damage, and then with the damage, so what you need to do is start treating the brain. While, and then when you come out of the game, you already have a path pathway of maintaining brain health. That's that, that's what we're trying to get everybody to do. Wow. Well, see a lot a lot a lot of ball players. They're very aware of concussion protocol because guys are retired. Like Calvin Johnson, everybody knew he retired behind on the head stuff. That's what it was behind. The guy from the Forty Nineers, I can't think of his name. Uh, so many guys. This rookie guy, we retired after one year. Yeah. One guy out of Buffalo, I think, retired because of that. You see, so they're very aware, but the money is so great. They're saying, "Well, man, I'm gonna get try to make all this money as fast as I can. I might take some damage, but I'm gonna take that risk." And that's what they're doing. Yeah, they all they know about this. this they they know, already know about this concussion and the concussion protocol. What the league does, because now if they sense that you you get hit hard enough, you ain't looking right or sounding right. You're not going back in that game. Back in my day, they gave you some smells off, and you were back in the game. Yeah, you shook it off. But yeah. now they're not doing. So since since they have this issue, won't they adapt this program? And that's what we're trying to do. And that's the word we're trying to put out there. To, uh, to all these players, and, and, and for anybody who who needs help with, with with issues with their brain. Well, I hope they, I hope they, t- I hope they do. I hope they get uh, you know anybody like you said. It doesn't have to be a, a former athlete. Anybody who's had some some head, some head trauma, uh, like you said, military guys, and uh, anybody who's who's taken some, some some falls and had some consistent hits, ought to take a look at and get get your get your brain checked out because. Uh, you know, that's the computer. That, that's uh, that's you know that's your mainframe, and you need you need to, you need to have that all, you know, taken care of so you can live a happy life, and, and then you can take care of all the rest of the things. 
you know, like I told one guy, you know, I said, you know, hey, you know, he played, but he played 10 years in the National Football League, got a couple of Super Bowl rings. I said, you want to be able to enjoy your kids when you're 45, 50? Then start treating your brain. Right. What do you want? Do you want to have your wife feeding you with a bib around your neck? Because that can happen. You want you 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 want to uh you want your wife to give you a phone and and put your GPS on so it gets you home. You can't leave the house without that phone. If you don't if you if you don't leave the house, you want out to get back home. Cause I know some former players out there now that are younger than I am, they can't drive anymore. That's that's tough, man. And they they barely can go to the shopping a store and get groceries. I mean, that's how bad it is. Yeah. Well, so you know, but see the thing is, you know, a lot of people they don't they don't want to talk about it. And when I bring this stuff out publicly, you know, well, I'm just gonna keep running my mouth anyway, regardless. I mean, it's a, it's a serious issue, and yeah, football is a game. It's a beautiful game, but it's a dangerous game, and you gotta know the consequences. That's all I'm saying to you. And if, and what I know today about the game of football, I'd have never played the game. And I probably played 15, 20 years of pro, Major League Baseball based on what they thought my skill level was, which it will match anybody. I was a switch hit and power hitter, and I had a lot of speed. So, and I had a great throwing arm. So, what, what, is, what else does it take? So, I mean, and I blew it. I mean, but I didn't know. And, uh, you know, and that's the message I'm trying to send out there. Yeah. And, of course, if, if my child was, I don't think I, my child would not play football. Wow, that's powerful, man. That's that's powerful. Right. Even, even with all the even with all the changes and 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 uh, you know the, the the concussion protocol and and knowing how to treat uh, probably to, to, you know treat your brain, you nope. still wouldn't take that chance, huh? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I you know if he would if I had a kid, he said he wants to play. I said, look, I'm gonna give me give you the consequences. This is gonna happen. If he's going to fight me and fight me on that, but I'm saying, then, you know, in my opinion, you're not playing football, okay? So, I mean, that's it. Football is great, but all football is dangerous. It takes one shot. It can kill you, or it can maim you, or it can change your life forever. Yeah. You know? Well. So, I mean, I know it's powerful, but based on, and, and, and the thing that frustrates me, looking back and everything else, when I think about it, you know, you know, I, I live for the future. But the bottom line is, is that based on my stature and what I did in baseball, coming through high school, USC, three-time national champion in, in football, in baseball, and two on football, and and, and and I can hear my coach something all saying all the time, the great Rod Dato, Tiger. Even though what you, what you did in football was great, but you baseball is your game. That's what he used to always tell me. Yeah, baseball is your game. So I hear his voice all the time, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. It's water on the bridge, and I move on. And, and I'm gonna be a big advocate. Look, if you have a choice, like and the key, the, the fact I said the frustrating thing, I had a choice. I was a two, I was a two sport athlete, right. drafted, performed in both sports. I mean, how many guys can say that? The only few guys can say that is you know the, the notable guys outside of me is Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Yeah. People know, but we're the three. We're the three guys that people know about. You know, being, being able to play both. Because I'd have been able to play both sports professionally, but they didn't let us do it in those years. Dion and Bo did it. 
But I'd, I'd have been the first guy. But uh, that's the frustrating thing. And I believe, and Bowles already said that his kids ain't playing football. <laughs> but, but, but Bo, from what I understand, I haven't talked to Bo in years, that I think that the, the year he got hurt was what I, when I heard that, that he was just going to stop playing Bay football and just go strictly to baseball. Yeah. And, but, but, he, but it, it didn't happen because he got hurt that same year. And that's what I've heard. I don't know how true that is, but but if, but if that would have happened, he'd have been one phenomenal baseball player. Oh man, he was beat. He was. <laughs> well, he, as always, man, it's it's a, it's a pleasure to have a chance to chat with you and and, and talk about these different subjects and and the things that uh, I know you're passionate about. And uh, we always appreciate the opportunity to do this. So. Uh, uh, thanks again for joining us tonight, man, and we'll do it again real soon. My pleasure. Take care, my man. How are you, too? The great Anthony Davis, everybody, and uh, right here on Sweet. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.